Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a bi demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, aromanticism is not asexuality. Sounds, Sounds fake, fake, but, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Happy Arrow Week. I hope everyone had a delightful Arrow Week. We were wrong last week when in the middle I was like, ah, shit. We're usually wrong. (laughs) It wasn't. So we actually didn't miss it. Much like Like always, we are are constantly wrong. (laughs) Yeah. L-O-L. I would say wrong and loud. I think maybe you're wrong and loud i'm uh, wrong and so less rude. loud <laughs> why would you say that to me i think it's accurate no that's, no i am i am wrong. that's so <laughs> now, hateful now of you to I say if you're gonna say that about me at least have the guts to say it about yourself no i have i've Stand changed up. My, i've changed my mind See, and you were just lo- wrong, wrong, and exactly. loud. I was, just did. I it. was providing an example. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful Arrow Week. I have a piece of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Okay, so remember how many, 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 many moons ago we had some lovely folks on our podcast to talk about a movie that they were making, yes, yes. that has asexuality in it, and it was called yes. Dear Luke Love. Me. I don't I don't know how to say I don't understand the cadence. Uh I, yeah, the punctuation. Dear Luke, what cause is he yeah, is it Dear Luke love me? Or is it like Dear Luke, please love me? I think yeah, that I the point is that it's both, but then it makes it hard to say. It's a say, yeah. Um I always read it as Dear Luke Love Me, but Same. Anyway, that movie has yes. been completed. It is premiering at a film festival, which I forgot the name of, in Los mm-hmm. Angeles on mm-hmm. February 29th at the Lord's 9.45 p.m. Okay. Um, I'm going to be there. <gasps> so, She's doing it. If anyone else be there. wants to roll also. up, you can get tickets just for that, like not for the whole f- festival, but just for that screening for like 25 bucks and it's in downtown LA and it'll be a riot and unfortunately Caroline who was one of the delightful people who was on the podcast with us is not able to travel for it boo his sad um but I will be there so that is very exciting that also makes me want to look Raina Cohen who we had on mm-hmm. several episodes ago, is on her mini book tour mm-hmm. and is going to be in Cambridge mm-hmm. in March. And I need to put that in my calendar so that all of us can also go to that together. Slay. Little LA meetup, little Cambridge little, meetup. Little Cambridge <laughs> meetup, perhaps. Delightful. All right, that's the housekeeping. If you want to join me, let me know. Yeah, go meet Sarah. That would be so sweet. The other housekeeping is that our book is today one as the day we're recording year one year old old wild in just a few short months we can finally stop counting its age in months uh i don't know that that's true 
it's once you pass like 18 it gets a little it gets a little unhinged to continue yeah but with but i've heard i listen i agree it's hard to keep track of but i've heard from some parents that like you really have to because they'll be like here's my two-year-old but then also here's also my two-year-old months later and they look completely different because they do be growing so fast then fucking say two and a half year old that's fair i don't i'm not i don't have a toddler you know i hate it when people are like i have i have a 46 month old and a and a 27 month old and a nine month old and i'm like i only know what one of those means my other housekeeping speaking of books is that I made us affiliates on bookshop.org because we're in our influencer era. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I literally just signed my lease that costs way more money than it used to. So Yeah, so we need <laughs> money. So let me find the link. But we have like a storefront, like how people have an Amazon storefront, but it's better because it's, it's not, not Amazon. We have Amazon. <laughs> bookshop.org storefront where you can buy our book and you can buy the books of all of our guests and also i put some of the recent books i've mentioned like in my juices did you include the book that i wrote a forward of yeah you did yes i did um which we can also talk about here in a second um so it's in our link tree on our socials you can go there it's also i put it on the home page of our website but it's it's bookshop.org slash shop slash sounds fake pod yeah okay and then so you can buy our book there and it kicks back some money to us or our guest books or, like I said, the books that I've read and mentioned on the podcast. I asked Sarah, what are books you would like to put on here? And she said, I don't read anymore. You guys don't get to shop Sarah's bookshop. There are two books that I've been reading mm-hmm. for many weeks now. And when yeah, I say fair. I've been reading them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read them once, yeah, and then haven't picked them up. So, I mean, I can share those with you <laughs> if you want. So anyway, <laughs> do you want? <laughs> you can give them to me if you want. Well, one of them is the Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green, which, as I've said before, I literally pre-ordered that book. Yeah, um, just and not, it came out yeah. years ago. And yeah. I am st- I have not finished it still. Yeah. The other one is a little more timely. I'm 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 reading Except for Palestine, The Limits of Progressive Politics by Mark Lamont Hill and Mitchell Plitnik. It has been good so far. That is good. It's timely. Yes. So there. <laughs> Thank you. Another book that's on there is the book that Sarah wrote the forward for, which I know we posted about, but I don't know if we actually ever talked about it on the podcast. I forgot I did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is Hopeless Aromantic, an Affirmative Guide to Aromanticism by Samantha Rendell. Um, and Sarah wrote the foreword for it. I sure did. And then I, re- she I reread that forward today and I was like, damn, yes, I also I read some it. points. Uh, so you can also shop that on our storefront and celebrate arrow week with that that's bookshop.org slash shop slash sounds fake pod pay sarah's rent off please (laughs) please um let's let's oh what are we talking about this week this week we're talking about the aromanticism because you know on the topic of the forward of the book 
that I wrote. The yes. forward of the forward that I wrote for the for book, the book that you did that's not ours. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, because the book is about aromanticism. Yes. And so the forward is about aromanticism, but more specifically, Wild. I know. More specifically, it is about how aromanticism kind of always falls under the purview of asexuality. Yeah. And how it is, you know, its own separate thing, but it's often not given the time and space it deserves um, in queer spaces slash in aspec spaces generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought that might be a little festive to talk about this Arrow Week. I know it's over for all of you, but as you all know, we can't is read it, a though, calendar. Is it just ending? It's, ju- it's, I mean, if you're a patron and you're listening to this a day early, then it's still happening. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. But we thought we would talk about that because, A, we reread the foreword that I wrote and we're like, damn, she's got some, she's, she's got bars. She said some shit. And B, it's festive. Yes. So, where shall we begin? I mean, you're the arrow one. Ugh, my God. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I think- I'm arrow, but I, I, I just, I was gonna do a really bad pun, but it was even, even no. It was but even now too you bad have for, to. I was, I was gonna say something to the effect of like me being arrow, but I don't have an arrow to point us in the direction. Mm. But yeah. it was so bad that I actually decided no. <laughs> The other day, um, Dean was making dinner and he was chopping up some onions and garlic and he came into the living room, threw the onions and garlic at me and said, aromantic, more like aromatics, and then just left and then didn't clean up the onion and garlic that he threw at me. And it was like, it, was, it wasn't like chopped. It was like the whole thing. So it's not like it was hard to clean up, but then he just like left it in the living room. And Men. I was like, Hello? Um, so anyway, I guess we could start with just like, <laughs> even in this podcast, I feel like we often struggle with this because only one half of us is arrow. And also I think you figuring out your arrow came later and then your arrow and aceness are so tied together mm-hmm. that often when we talk about things on the show, we'll just say ace when really we should be saying either just arrow or like the ace back as a whole and we don't parse it out either. I will, I think that for me was more true in the earlier days. I now more frequently say A-spec, but the thing about saying A-spec is that people often hear it as A-spec. Yeah. Which is not what I'm saying. (laughs) Right, yes. Um, And so people might interpret it as I'm talking more about asexuality when, you know, for me it's, it's, I'm talking about both, but you are right in that, like, for me it's, they are linked pretty inextricably in terms of how they impact my life and yeah. I cannot rend them from one another. We're back. I know you haven't heard any of it, but Kayla's thing has stopped recording like three times. <laughs> I'm having a lot of problems. I'm having a lot of fun. I even deleted a bunch of shit from my computer. It's a whole thing. <laughs> anyway, what I was trying to say was it might also be a me perception thing because when I hear you say mm-hmm. spec. First of all, yes, it sometimes sounds like ace spec. And also to me, as someone who's not Arrow, whenever we're talking about any of this stuff and I'm thinking about it from my personal viewpoint, I'm always thinking of it just through the, the ace world lens because revolves that's around what the examples you. in my life. Okay, first of all, <laughs> yes. Second of all. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Anyway, you know. And it's it's hard because I think 
not only are there more people who identify as ace or ace spec than people who identify as arrow or arrow spec. Do you think so? In terms of people who use the identifiers, I would say so. Mm. Yeah. I, that's not really based. I haven't like seen a study about this, but that's yeah. just my impression yeah. based off of like seeing people on the internet. Yeah. And I think that is in part just because of a lack of awareness of yeah. arrow identities and especially for women who are more likely to identify as ace, maybe more reticent to identify as arrow and for people like me who, you know, we've talked about this uh to a great extent on this podcast about how the problem with ace-spec identities is that it's a lack of something. And so it's, it's harder to, to figure out. Yeah. And I think at least speaking to my personal experience, it was much harder to identify the lack of romantic attraction and the lack of sexual attraction. Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, it's just a more difficult conclusion to come to Yeah. <laughs> because no one knows what the difference between romance and sensual attraction or just platonic like no one knows yeah. <laughs> whereas whereas the line with sex is a little bit clearer yeah well because like with sex you either like have sex or you don't but like well well but you can still be ace and have sex no no i know i'm just saying like i it, think it's harder to differentiate like oh you don't do romance it's harder to differentiate the difference between like a friendship and a romantic relationship because there's so much overlap but when right. you are in a you don't, sexual... You don't accidentally have sex. Exactly. Like, yes. I mean, you, you might, quote unquote, I fell, I but like... And fell, <laughs> it fell in. It slipped um, and I fell onto this person's uh, dick. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, but like... I, 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 I slipped into this... Uh, uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? It vagina? Was a good joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> what's the thing that you peg someone with? Till d- strap. Strap. <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what I was trying to say, yes. but I couldn't remember the mm-hmm. word. Oh, I slipped and I fell in, just into this strap on and now I'm wearing it. <laughs> anyway, like you, yes, like obviously, yes, you can have sex and not have a sexual attraction. But to me, it feels like sexual attraction is a unique enough experience from love that like you can kind of parse out a little bit easier if you experience it not the, that it's the love versus lust situation. yeah not that it's like easy by any means but trying to figure out are these romantic feelings i'm feeling or are they like friendship or other types of loves um yeah. is i think a lot difficult like a lot more difficult because there's not really any good standard definitions of any mm-hmm. of that out there and with sex and like what constitutes sex and what constitutes wanting to have sex with someone. I mean, obviously there are differing opinions. Go ahead and just ask the Mormons who <laughs> think soaking okay, does they not don't... count as sex. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch jury duty. <laughs> oh, is it in jury duty? Oh, Sarah. Is it in jury duty? You have to watch jury duty. Okay, Sarah, James just... Marsden helps them soak. Oh no. It's okay, so just, good. Uh, just we'll do the short version. So we must we <laughs> look it up if you want to know. Am I gonna have to put a content warning for soaking <laughs> on this episode? Uh, look it up if you want to know. I would consider it to, to be sex, but the Mormons don't. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely sex. It really is. Yeah, and it, it's in a lot of ways it's group sex. 
Yes. Now I feel like we have to explain what it is. Okay. <laughs> Soaking is I'm when- I'm writing a note for this. <laughs> Soaking is when you have a dick and you have a vagina and you stick the dick in the vagina, but you don't move because if you don't move, it's not sex. So then they have people like shake the bed. Mm-hmm. That's what, spoilers, James Barson was the bed shaker in <laughs> jury duty. Because apparently that doesn't count as sex. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think a lot of Mormons actually believe. I don't like, I don't know how real soaking is versus just like an urban have you seen? Have you seen those interviews with BYU students? Uh, Some of them, yeah, I guess. A decent number of them have been like, yeah, I either partook in soaking or like i have a direct like i have direct knowledge of it actually happening that's tough it may be like a very byu thing yeah rather than like a broader mormon thing yeah anyway Anyway. what what were we talking about (laughs) (laughs) sorry we got derailed by the railing but like there's a even if people disagree on what constitutes sex, like there's still a general, like scientific, yes, like this is the generally accepted definition. But as you say, there's no like general, generally accepted definition of like this is romance and this is not. Yeah. What's interesting is I was I've been reading um, all about love by Bell Hooks for the mm-hmm. class I'm taking, and the first chapter or so is all just about like there is, is- no. Sorry, is is your yoga class going to become your new feminism class? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? Okay. I don't know how relevant it's going to be to our I mean, bell topic hooks? at hand. I guess, yeah, with <laughs> bell hooks, whatever. Anyway. But bell hooks wrote the epigraph of our I book. I know, she did. She did. <laughs> anyway, the whole like first chapter is just about how there is no agreed upon definition for love and how like mm. obvi- of course everyone is bad at doing love when we can't even all agree on what it means yeah anyway we were definitely going somewhere with this. well i think just <laughs> I-, I think we were just talking about how it makes sense that figuring out mm. your aromanticism can be more difficult when mm-hmm. the definitions around what romantic feelings are versus like platonic or other affection feelings are so yeah. vague But the definitions around sexual attraction, I think, are still very confusing. I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I can't figure out if I feel sexual attraction, I must be stupid. Like, they're still very confusing, but I think they're slightly less confusing. Slightly more clearly delineated in our social order. Yeah. And I I think, you know, that's definitely part of the reason why there may be fewer people who identify as aerospec. And then, like, as I mentioned earlier, because women are supposed to be more romantic yeah. and more interested in romance a lot of women or afabs who may be may feel comfortable identifying as ace or ace spec may feel less comfortable identifying as aerospec because it's because of what society has just ingrained into their psyche yeah. about what they as a woman or as a person who is raised as a woman yeah ought to like how they experience the yeah. world and what they want. It is unfortunate. I do think that being ace is more socially acceptable than being arrow mm-hmm. because I think 
And there's like studies about this. We did a whole episode about this. Like people are just in general having less sex than like our past generations. Like it's just for whatever reason, people just like aren't (laughs) fucking as much. Yeah. And I think people are, I don't know, for a lot of different reasons, just like more aware of what they're doing with their bodies, how they interact. definitely capitalism's fault. Oh, I mean, it always is. Like I strongly believe it's mostly capitalism's fault. Yeah, probably. I also, I mean, I think some of it is a good thing. Some of it is people realizing that they don't need to have yeah. sex. Like, it's, like, a slight lessening of, like, compulsory sexuality. And, and uh, pe- like, people being able to stand up for their own bodily autonomy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or, like, you don't have to get married at 18 right out of high school and, like, start pumping out kids, you know? So, like, I think yeah. some of it is a good thing. And then, yes, yeah, some of it is, like, we're all just <laughs> more depressed now and depressed people don't want to have sex. hee <laughs> What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, not having sex, I think, it's still very taboo. I think we can all agree that we've faced a lot of aphobia in general <laughs> because of that. But to say that you're aromantic, I think, is even more boggling to people. Like, people mm-hmm. can maybe understand not wanting to have sex or, like, you know, in their understanding, maybe. That's obviously not what asexuality actually means. But in the layman's understanding, they could maybe understand that but understanding that you don't experience or feel like that romantic attraction or don't feel it in the way they do i think is a lot more shocking like your average like joe's bookstore your barnes and noble doesn't have a smut section that is called smut but they do have a romance section (laughs) that is called romance. I mean, I feel like we're really getting close to the point where there is going to be a smut section of most bookstores. I I think we're really getting there. I've I've seen some discourse about how, like, people on BookTok are, like, influencing kids into reading spicy books. And it's like, okay, first of all, I'm glad that those kids are reading. (laughs) Like, isn't that a whole thing where kids aren't reading enough? (laughs) They aren't. That is a big problem. A lot of children are becoming illiterate. And then... I saw a lot of people like on Twitter who were like Gen X who were like, yeah, we read fucking everything. Like I read my mom's like smutty romance books and I turned out fine. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) think about like what age we all started like reading fan fiction, you know? Also just like it's your job as a parent to be watching policing what your child is reading, not the internet. TikToks. Yeah. Like (laughs) I saw, I did see a funny video that, um, there's this book, Icebreaker, which is, like, a famous, um, like, hockey romance book that's, like, very spicy. Mm-hmm. But it's designed like the new romance books are. So it's, like, a very cutesy kind of, like, cartoon cover. Mm-hmm. With, it's not, like, yeah. when we were younger, all the erotica books were just, like, men with abs. You could, a, like, very – bosom. Yes. You could very clearly <laughs> tell, like, this person is reading erotica. Um, so it just, like, looks like a cutesy whatever, but it's, like, a very sexual book. And this – girl like this or this girl saw that her mom bought it for her younger sister and she was like what the fuck are you doing and the mom was like oh yeah. i thought it looked cute i got it for your sister and she was like no anyway give it, give it a couple years yeah mm, <laughs> yeah anyway anyway we're really barely staying on the rails in this podcast i mean um, who among <laughs> us you know and if you think about queerness as the according to society second tier subset to heteroness uh-huh. and then aceness as according to society the second tier to queerness uh-huh. 
arrowness kind of falls as the second tier to aceness. I see what you're saying. In that metaphorical representation, which, yeah. again, is not how it should be. But right. it is one way that you can interpret it. Yeah. And so I think it's a marginalized community within a marginalized community yeah. within a marginalized community. Yeah. And so, of course, we're going to be lumped in with aces in the same way that aces are going to get lumped in with just queer folks generally. Yeah. But then on top of that, you have part of the reason why there's less, not just representation, but just like awareness of arrow identities is just because there's a lack of awareness of the split model of attraction. Yes, absolutely. And so, so people look at asexuality and they're like, oh, that encompasses aromanticism. Yeah. Because, you know, you see words like homosexual and that almost always implies homoromantic yeah. in addition to homosexual. And so it's, it's a lack of understanding of the split model, which is why a lot of the awareness of arrow identities is really limited to already aspect spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the more quote unquote woke queer spaces, like the more like well-read and well in, in uh, ingrained, like, yeah, like, 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 like queer, like the sorts of queer people and spaces who like really read about queerness yeah. and like, you know, are really engaged with it rather than they're just like, I'm queer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so I think the combination of all those things, it's like to make more people aware of it, you have to, so you have to TED Talk asexuality mm-hmm. to begin with. And then once they get that, you have to TED Talk the split model and you have yeah. to TED Talk aromanticism. And then once they get that, then you can separate them. Yeah. And I'm not saying they should always be separated because, I mean, we're all under one umbrella for a reason. Yeah. But, like, I am, I do believe that, like, I think it would benefit us. I think I've said this in the pod before. I think it would benefit us if we tried to actively move towards embracing broader language to refer to the community yeah so that it's not the asexual community but that it's the aspec community yeah and you know hopefully that can extend to other queer identities and have them be like oh maybe we should also be inclusive of this thing yeah um maybe that's too much to ask for (laughs) but (laughs) like i'm very much a fan of expanding that terminology and so if I'm ever on this podcast and I say A-spec and you're like, was that A-spec or A-spec? It's always A-spec unless I say A-spec. Yeah, that's I true. Will, I will put a weird pause in it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> no, I do think it's a very good point about the split model and I hadn't thought about that is like your average person does not think about romantic and sexual identity as a separate thing. Like you just mm-hmm. have what is your sexuality? And then mm. people expect that to cover everything, which, like, mm. sucks. And it's, you can't really blame people because there's no one out there teaching that. So right. it's like, how are you supposed to know when a lot of people aren't even being taught about sexuality in the first place? Right. Um, so, yeah, I, that's a good point because, yes, how are you supposed to understand what aromanticism is if you don't understand what romanticism is Yeah, of any kind? And there are a lot of people, too, who come into it and they're like, 
oh that's that's too complicated like i'm yeah. not like you're just ace you're just what like yeah and it's getting through to them and explaining like why this is important to yeah. differentiate can be difficult even if they are kind of like well-intentioned like there's a lot of like okay well why do you need all these words and and yeah. that's just a general aspect problem <laughs> um yeah but i think it it can really apply to arrows and arrow specs in a in a really difficult way in the sense that it's like no but this part of my identity especially for those who don't also identify as ace or yeah. whose arrow spec and ace spec identities are different have slightly different prefixes yeah. like in terms of like the more specifics of their identities like for those people who those things don't align it's it can be very invalidating when someone's yeah. like oh like it's just all the same it's like n no yeah <laughs> like yeah. It, it's actually not at all the same yeah and then uh, this is something we've said so many times but just so often the push for acceptance of asexuality in queer spaces in hetero spaces in whatever spaces a lot of times is like oh but like we still yeah experience romantic attraction like we still have romance yeah and so it's it's very um i can't think of a ding dang word today it's very it's it's condescending mm -hmm. not condescending but it's 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 like actively putting down yeah. arrows with the intention of building up yeah. aces and it's like that's not how we make progress yeah <laughs> like it's 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 giving the women's suffrage mm -hmm. activists who were working with black activists and then as soon as they saw a window for them to get the right to vote that didn't include black people they just threw them to the side and they were like okay like that's what obviously yeah. that's like a more, maybe a more extreme example but it's it's the vibe that it yes. feels like sometimes yeah i think it, it's hard because i think for lack of a better word aromanticism is less sexy than asexuality <laughs> like yeah <laughs> when you are thinking about the types of like publications or media that is wanting to cover or introduce asexuality mm -hmm. it's more interesting to them to show an ace person who is in a romantic relationship because then yeah. you have the big drama of like how do you navigate a relationship without having sex assuming you're an ace person who doesn't have sex which again that just mm -hmm. simplifies it even more where like the quote-unquote best portrayals of an ace person that are most interesting is someone who is ace, does not have sex, but is still trying to date. Like, that is the most, yeah. like, dramatic, difficult version of that. Yeah. At, le at least according to, like, know, Hollywood. A hetero, a hetero allo audience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, aromanticism, aromanticism just, like, doesn't fit into that. Like, we've talked so many times on this podcast about how media loves to throw a love story into something. They want that as a narrative driver and aromanticism just does not fit with that mm -hmm. and it's like it's such a crutch for so many people and it's hard to convince people that stories can be interesting without romance yeah. that you can still have those conflicts in large part because other people don't prioritize platonic relationships in the way that so many arrows and arrow specs do. So they see those as a second tier relationship. And so yeah. they're like, that's not as dramatically interesting. Yeah. 
because again it's just like the 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 inherent prioritization of you know romantic sexual partners like it it has a just this domino effect onto like yeah everything yeah well and it's um, and so it's hard it's hard to convince them otherwise yeah and it's hard when it's so ingrained in our culture and our politics as well like the institution of marriage and the benefits that it provide and what getting married and finding a lifelong partner is supposed to mean vis-a-vis like romance and love and things like that like it's it's so systemic Mm -hmm. especially to how like america is that it's unfortunate because like you can look at everything and you're like damn yeah it really makes sense why we are where we are with asexuality getting a small bit more of a platform in recent years and why aromanticism is not like it it unfortunately makes complete sense and then it's like well then what are we supposed to do about it yeah and that's something that i struggle with as well when i first meet people who find out about my identities is like because i am both arrow and ace and i don't have interest in pursuing relationships really of any sort under those umbrellas it's it's on one hand an asset because i am more palatable people Mm -hmm. like they understand it better yeah in terms of like it's all or nothing oh so it's all it's all or nothing it's black or white but then when they will often get a false impression that that is what all asexuals are like because again they just they clump aromanticism in with asexuality and then I'm like, okay, well, but for other people, that's not necessarily the case. Right. And they're like, but for you, it is. Right. Because you are a rarity. Like, being both ace and arrow statistically is a rarity. But yeah. it is. I'm special. Special. But it's like what is shown most often, I feel like. Yeah. It's it's easier to communicate. And it's easier to telegraph to people. And people don't want to be faced with complex things they don't understand. Yeah. They want to be faced with things that are easy to explain and easy to comprehend. And when they're not, such as, you know, if they're an ace person who doesn't have sex but does seek a romantic relationship, it needs to be complex in a way that can be easily story told. Yeah. That can be easily, that can be made into an arc that can be easily digested by the average audience. And so when it gets more complicated than that, people tune out. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. And like, then the question is like, okay, so what do we do? I don't know. Like, like really for me, for me, like since I'm in a position to try and push for on a, on a very small scale of being like, Hey, maybe we don't have to use romance as a crutch. Yeah. <laughs> um, like that's something that I do, although I was recently in a meeting where I I was very um frustrated by the things that were being said <laughs> to the point where like I didn't even want to engage with it. Yeah. Cause I like didn't have anything I like Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't gonna be productive. Um <laughs> but you know, to me like the the one big thing is just like pushing people, especially ace people and ace spec people to not use asexual and asexuality as the umbrella term yeah but use a spec 
as the umbrella term. And yeah. also just like everything's purple, which purple's a nice color. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like that 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 was that's an issue that we've had with our fucking logos. Yeah. And our our book cover. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, purple is the more well-known yeah. color, but we don't want to exclude our little greeny folks except um Purple and green don't, go, don't look. They're great ugly together. together, you guys. They're so <laughs> bad, is really the thing. Well. And even if, like, I saw, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, that someone like switched the color purples on the buy and the ace flag, and the mm. colors go so much better on the opposite one. Like, the purple mm. of the buy flag goes so well on the ace flag, and the purple of the ace flag goes so well on the buy flag. Like, if we could just switch yeah. them, I think a lot of our problems would be fixed. Well, you have you have both, so you can. I guess I just, could. I could kind of just switch them up. I guess for your own personal. Use. I, I guess. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like I try to think about like what can I do about this, and it's like yeah. you know, I think the the biggest thing for me, yes, is like being careful of my language, and especially like on this podcast, being careful about when we're talking about certain topics and I am thinking about them generally as like an asexual thing of like, no, it is mm-hmm. not. No. And like, I think, you know, that's yeah. kind of how it starts is just like thinking about ways you can like do that in your own personal life of like changing the language you use or the way you think about things. Yeah. It's, it's a big A umbrella. It's not an asexual umbrella. There is an asexual umbrella. Under the big A umbrella. There's a lot of umbrellas. Not to be confused with the big gay umbrella. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, A-spec. What a great word. Amazing. I think we should use it for everything. That's all. That's really all I've got. I love that. In conclusion, that. Anything else to add? No. Okay. Kayla, what's our poll for this week? Oh, Here's man. my poll. Oh, okay. Here's my poll. She has one. There's been some disagreement. Not, like, active disagreement. Just, like, if you're like me and you are, like, a grammar nut. Ah. You notice it. There is some disagreement on how to write a spec. Oh, uh, yeah. Whether it's a spec one word or a dash spec or you can't really do a space spec. It doesn't work. I feel like I've, see, I've then, seen then, it. But then it's silly. a spec. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, that's true. Which means something else. That's a, that's a different um, word. <laughs> I am a big fan of eliminating dashes. No need for them. Mm-hmm. She says, as a lover of the M dash. But that's an M dash, not an N dash. So sorry. So sorry. I think I think we should eliminate dashes in words... When they're not necessary. Okay. I also, I would like it to be known. Arrow ace, two words, space in between them. Interesting. That's a hot take. That is my stance. I feel, I that is that my stance. I feel that that's a hot take. I I will accept arrow slash ace. Mm-hmm. Um, but my preferred representation mm-hmm. <laughs> is arrow space ace. Because then you got like a little space ace situation. Ha ha. Silly, silly, silly. For some reason, arrow ace as one word really upsets me. So interesting. I feel like that's the way I'm most used to seeing it. Yeah, and it upsets me. Okay, well, there you go. And you know what? Let me ma- let me make an argument for that. Okay. Against that, I mean. Preach. 
which is that the whole point is we want to separate these mm, two things. Mm-hmm. We want to not conflate them mm-hmm. with one another. Speak your truth. Speak. And the way to do that is to have them grammar. Not yeah. Word. Yeah. Put a space in there. I will even accept a dash. It's not preferred, but I do prefer it over no space at all. Mm. And those are my opinions. Okay. Thank you. Well. Thank you so much. I really don't. In this instance, I am loud and right. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know that I have an opinion on any of this. Which means that you have inherited your, my your opinion. opinion. You're yeah, welcome. That is what I often do with opinions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have never had an opinion in my life except when I do. Yeah, that's actually so true. And then I do. And then she really and then I do. does. Uh, do we have an actual uh, poll? For no, time? that's it. What what was the poll though? Yeah, I've written down a spec versus a dash spec and arrow space ace versus arrow slash ace versus arrow ace. If the wrong ones win, oh brother, y'all are in for it. I will quit this pod. <laughs> Imagine some people would be very happy. <laughs> the haters, the ops, would they be very happy to have just you? I wouldn't keep going if you quit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I, I thought you meant like they would be really happy to get rid of that one. Oh, no, I <laughs> meant they would the show would you. shut down. I'm so sorry, everyone. But if Sarah quits, I'm also going to quit. Like, I'm not yeah, doing this by myself. I'm not doing this by myself. <laughs> that sucks. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your beef and your juice for this week? That's such a good question. Um, my beef is this morning I was woken up by a jackhammer directly outside my door. Mm. I don't know what they were doing. I forgot to look when I went outside later. I would wager (laughs) that they were jackhammering. Okay. You know, when my dad hammers, it's always a jackhammer. I don't care. His name is Jack. That was a good joke. That was a, Not everyone listening is going to be aware. I don't need them to be aware. It was a bad joke, and I think they would be better off not knowing. Wow. Wow. Um, that's my beef. What is my juice? That's such a good question. Um, um, I got a new bag. I bought nice. a bagu bag. Nice. You know bagu. Are you going to put ragu in it? Dean made the same fucking joke, and I'm and I want sick of I want to be clear that I don't mean a Dean. Are you awake? Jar of ragu. I mean you're gonna pour the ragu. I just told Sarah bag. about my bagu bag, and she was like, "Oh, you're gonna put ragu in it." I'm not telling her you said that. Do you think it'll show up on? In the mic? I don't think so. You'll never know. Oh, You'll man. never know what he said. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I I mean, like, pouring the yeah, I got. I know what you meant. Of course I know that's what you meant. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm glad you got that ragu bagu. This is my new beef. <laughs> my beef Sometimes is you date deep. a man who is too similar <laughs> to your best friend, and then <laughs> your life becomes inescapable. <laughs> it's your fault. You have a type. You don't have a beard. That's what you think. Um, oh. My beef Imagine. is... I'm, I'm beefing with Speedway Express. Um, with what? Speedway Express. Oh, okay. Uh, for those who don't know, Speedway is a gas station. And there's a Speedway Express near me that has the cheapest prices. 
and I got a gift card for Christmas to Speedway. And I was like, hell yeah. Um, but then I had trouble using it. Wouldn't I even went to, I spoke to a real human person and wow. it still wasn't working. And I was like, okay. So then I was like, okay, here's what I'll do. I will get the app and then I will upload mm. the gift card to the app mm-hmm. so that like I don't have to worry about like trying to like swipe shit and having it be fucked up. Yeah. Because it was like, what's your pin? And I was like, fuck if I know. It's a gift card. <laughs> so, but then I was like, okay, well now... I have a Speedway rewards card mm. and I can like gather points, which is great because this is basically the only gas station I go to. Except I think it's because it's a Speedway Express. I don't, I don't know how I cannot give it my rewards information. Mm. Like, you know, when, when you get there and it's like, there's a button that says like alt ID. Yeah. To like, to like put in your rewards. Sure. Like the same thing happens like at the grocery store. Like yes, like to to you you just click like Alt ID. Um, that that button doesn't exist at my Speedway Express, and so I don't. I'm salty. I'm mad about it. So I'm beefing with Speedway. Very sorry. My juice is last night. I saw the Wiz. It's the pre-Broadway tour. Um, unfortunately, Wayne Brady was not on last night. I saw Wayne Brady in Kinky Boots, I think. Okay. Sorry, that was really insensitive to <laughs> many were just complaining about not seeing him. <laughs> My mom was really excited about seeing Wayne Brady. That's sad. Um, and then about two minutes later, we found out that he was not going to be in it. But it wasn't as bad as it could have been because she only found out two minutes before that he was going to be in it. Oh, okay. So it was so it's a, not like yeah. she was looking forward to it for okay. several weeks. So it was just like a she two had, minutes of excitement. She was like a two minute high. <laughs> okay, that's fine then. That was probably good for her in the end. Builds character and all that. The performances were fantastic. I'm fairly certain that the person who was in as the Scarecrow was the understudy. There wasn't a slip. They just that's announced so it at the beginning. keep up? And there were, like, several people who they had to name. And so I yeah. don't remember for sure all of them. I think the Scarecrow was an understudy. And he was fucking amazing. I love like that. He, like, you would never have any fucking idea. So many talented performers. What a delight. I have two small critiques, but I'll keep them to myself. Okay. I love that. And they weren't about the performance. Uh, they were not about the actors. Okay. One of them was a was a direction critique. I see. Okay. <laughs> so, <Sure. laughs> um, but it's excellent, and you should see it if you can. Love that. That's my beef and my juice. Is that it? Those are the things we do. Okay. Um, you can tell us about your beef or your juice on our social media at Sounds Fake Pod. We also have a Patreon, Patreon.com/SoundsFakePod. If you want to give us your money for this chaos, uh, you can do so there. We have a new five dollar patron. It is Tom S. Thank you, Tom. Tom, you're the best. The best I S. Love Tom. I <laughs> love Tom. Really bad puns today. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I wish you'd shut the fuck um, up. <laughs> sorry, that shut was hard. Fuck up Friday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I'm gonna start telling that to my coworkers when they try to talk to me on Fridays. Oh yeah, that's 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 from um that's from the Golden Ratio podcast. I love um, that. Where they. They say never talk to the cops, so it's always shut the fuck up Friday. 
I'm going to start like, using that. Like, if, if the cops ask you a question, it's shut the fuck up Friday. Mm, I'm going to start <laughs> using that. <laughs> anyway. I love that. Um, our other $5 patrons are Rebecca Monin, Scott Ainsley, Sophia P., Tall underscore Daryl and Vishak. You're all great. You're lovely. We appreciate you. I love you also. Okay. I said we. The royal I love you. Me. <laughs> okay. I love them. Me. <laughs> our $10 patrons who are promoting something this week are Allison, who would like to promote Arden Gray by Ray Stiff, Ani, who would like to promote the importance of being kind to yourself and others, Arkness, who would like to promote the Trevor Project, and Benjamin Barra. Ibarra, who would like to promote tabletop games, our other $10 patrons are Selena Dobson, David Harris, Derek and Carissa Elbitter, my Aunt Jeannie, Kayla's dad, Maff, Martin, Giselle, Parker, Purple Haze, the Barefoot Backpacker, Song of Storm, and Val. Our $15 patrons are Ace, who would like to promote the writer, Crystal Sharer. I gotta slow down every time I get there. Kayla looks so bored so Our $15 patrons are Andrew Hillam. We would like to promote... Oh, we already started. But Andrew Hillam would like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast. Diaz Chappelle, who would like to promote twitch.tv slash Dia. Hector Maria, who would like to promote friends that are supportive, instructive, and help you grow as a better person even when you're sleepy on the pod. Nathaniel White, who would like to promote NathanielJWaitDesigns.com. Kayla's Aunt Nina, who would like to promote KateMaggartArt.com. And Chanel, who would... I have a note about KateMaggartArt.com. My cousin Kate Kate Maggart. Gross. Her name is Katie. I don't. I'm not calling her Kate. I don't care what her professional name is. Anyway, her <laughs> website is Kate Maggart Art. She recently had a very beautiful painting that was at a show in Detroit, but it didn't get sold, and so she's selling it on her website now. And it is a gorgeous painting. And am I thinking about buying it myself? Even though that's probably financially irresponsible. Yes. I see it. So I'm gonna, there I'm are look at boobs. It right now. Content warning, there are boobs in the paintings. So if you don't want to see there a boob, don't look at it. Um, but so if you're interested in buying art from a very amazing artist, then you should you should check that out. Well, oh, that is nice. They're tasteful boobs. They are tasteful boobs. It's not it's nothing crazy, but there are boobs. Just wanted to warn just wanted to warn you. Anyway. <laughs> uh and Chanel, who would like to promote accepting that everyone is different and that's awesome. Our twenty dollar patrons. Our dragonfly and my mom, who would like to promote the fact that it finally stopped raining in LA. <laughs> I love that. My mom, because my mom is visiting, they're still here, and oh. um, it was raining, <laughs> and my mom was like, "What the fuck?" Well, she, she brought didn't it. say that because she's Julie. She doesn't say that. She like doesn't that. say that. But uh, she was like, "I ca- I left Michigan mm-hmm. to come to this place, and it's raining." To come to this place. I live in a city. So does she. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Until then, take good care of your cows. Okay.